What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 14, 2019. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the best hair in the business, Fran Mirabella. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? I'm good for a Tuesday, I guess. Yeah. How about, how's your Tuesday? I've been better, Fran. Yeah. I've been better <laughs> really for, one, better. for okay. one specific reason. I need to talk about this on camera. Because uh -oh. it's, yeah, that's fine. It's, it's very important. All right. You may have seen this in Game of Thrones in review already. Okay. Okay. I got the worst haircut of my life. Yeah. Are you, and, you know, like your haircut? Dude. It's really the sides. So the, the problem was hmm. there was a language barrier situation going uh, on. Okay. Okay. And Supercuts has never failed me. Oh, Tim. Cuts. Until you... now, because it's always so <laughs> great. I paid the, for the fancy haircuts places, and, th th and it's never not worth, worth it for it. you. Never worth it. Mm. I'm never like, oh, I love this. I've loved Supercuts haircuts. Sure, they range usually from the 7.9 to 8.5. I'm happy with that range. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like a four yeah. at best. Because here's the problem. For some reason, they didn't fade on the side. Yeah, there's no yeah. fade. So it's this it's weird, a little mushroom top. Like a it's, weird a, it's a mushroom cut. top. They shaved me like I was a little six-year-old boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the worst thing ever, and I can't style it any way to like, get rid of the problem. Normally, yeah, I swoop it you're over. You're going to have to get... Um, but as you saw in the Game of Thrones thing, that makes me look like Hitler. Like, there's oh, a problem going on here, yeah. man. And I'm in a, uh, like a standstill. I don't know what to do because I can't just get it cut again. There's not enough hair to fade. Yeah. My, I don't want to uh, shave the sides that's off. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to shave everything off. Yeah, you're at, you're at a standstill. But I was going to say. Fred, this is all that I have. I have my blue eyes and my hair. I got fat. <laughs> this is like my life is okay. all falling apart around me. <laughs> oh, come on. Tim, you look great regardless. I don't let it that. weigh on you that but much. Please be nice However, <laughs> I'm not going to let you live down going to Supercuts because it's all about consistency, <laughs> Tim. But I agree with you on the cost, but this is no, what happens. No, 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 but here's the thing, friend. When you I don't agree go to you. see the same people. I get it. Yeah. And I always do. Oh, I always go get to the same, the same two Supercuts, and there's four different women <laughs> that are all amazing. Right. I went to a different Supercuts this time that I've never been to. You do take a Gia, Me and Gia were having brunch. Yeah. Eating some little brunchy brunch. I look across the street, I saw Supercuts. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go do it. Worst mistake uh, of my fucking life. Well, yeah. tell me this, Tim. When you uh, when you get married, yeah. promise me you'll go see my guy for this. Just your that guy? haircut. Uh, I mean, just your sports just I, once. I won't do it just for that. I need at least two to prove that oh, it's good. okay. A couple. I'm down I'm But down try, for that. You won't be disappointed except with the price. We can take this off there, but friend, <laughs> right. I, need, I need some help here. This is bad. This is real bad. Anyways, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday right here, 10 a.m. live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We come to you with all of the video game news that you need to know. You can get the show live on Twitch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com or you can listen to it on podcast services around the globe. Just search for kind of funny games daily. It's in the name of the show. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free. Uh, if you're watching live, we have a very special task for you. We need you to keep us honest. Go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we get wrong as we screw it up. That's going to be fantastic. See, the bigger problem is that my seat normally on the show is I sit here. So this is the view that they see of me. They see this <laughs> fucking abomination. <laughs> oh, because you know, yeah, I actually think on camera it doesn't like it looks fine to me. No, but not no, on this. It not like this. Well, it's I might that's, need to that's change a deep my cut. seats for a couple of these shows. Anyway, don't, don't sweat it. It's going to grow back fast, too. <sighs> It really will. Oh, my God. Uh, we Today we're talking about Mario <laughs> Maker 2, a little Death Stranding, and more. 
Uh, a little housekeeping for you. Division yeah. 2 update has added the Kind of Funny Games clan logo to the design menu. If mm-hmm. Kevin wasn't a fake fan, he would have already known this. <laughs> this has been in the works a long time, actually, so we're stoked to see it. Thanks, Ubisoft and Massive. Note, we've actually known for a long that time. That was Greg's note. Yeah, that's no, all the that, stuff that, that was my note. We, oh. we knew for a long time. So we've known I didn't before. Know. We knew before you, Fran. Oh, so he who's the it. fake fan You now? didn't see it yesterday, fake Tim. Fran? They were shaming me about not like carrying him through this Division 2 mission. Got it. That's, I wrote that in there. Thank you for reading it. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, the kind of funny, Hi, Kevin. The Kind of Funny Games <laughs> E3 showcase is June 10th at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. It'll be a YouTube premiere, which functions as live. So there'll be the live chat as you go through. It's cool. Um, awesome. And thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, and Muhammad Muhammad. Uh, today we're brought to you by Robinhood and Brooke Linen. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. Uh, we have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 Direct Incoming. Hell yeah. This comes from Nintendo's Twitter. Nintendo's Twitter has revealed a Mario Maker 2 Direct is coming tomorrow. So set your watches. Tune in on Wednesday, May 15th at 3 p.m. Pacific for a roughly 15-minute presentation packed with information all about Super Mario Maker 2 for Nintendo Switch. And as a reminder, at E3 2019 on Tuesday, June 11th, Nintendo will hold its Nintendo Direct at 9 a.m. and promises we'll get a look at Nintendo Switch titles for 2019. Mm-hmm. You're the expert you, here, man. You're the expert. Uh, people have been asking, I swear, on every show, like... Are you excited for Mario Maker 2? Should I get Mario Maker 2? Oh, Why should I get it? Because yes. it's just making levels. Um, but like, is this going to be a big direct? Do you, you You're the master of directs. Do you expect yeah, a, a lot from yeah. this? Well, I do expect a lot, but obviously just Mario Maker 2. I yeah. don't expect any like other announcements. No. Because what Nintendo normally does is they have their big directs. They have their mini directs that they, ha- they right. call. Where they, they focus have their in on something. Nindy showcases, which mm-hmm. are the Nindies. And then they have their single one game directs that are really kind of detailed for the fans uh, getting into the nitty gritty of Xenoblade or whatever the fuck, right? Um, So for Mario Maker 2, I feel like this is a little overdue. Um, the game mm-hmm. comes out June 28th, so yeah. we are, we're getting pretty damn over close to it. Away. But I like that they're getting uh, ahead of this before E3. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, I feel like they would have spent a lot of time during the E3 Direct kind of going into some of this stuff. Because right now, um, we don't know much. We've only gotten, a, what, like a, a one-minute trailer for this and then a couple little, the, the release date, announce videos in the different regions. Yeah, each it hasn't about been 30 all seconds. that much. But even though we haven't gotten much, like Game Explain, uh, Andre... Went in and did like an hour and forty five minute breakdown of the one minute. Oh yeah, and frame Found by frame, all this stuff there in is there. so much in there just mm-hmm. based on like, oh, this wasn't in the first game, and like, oh, this actually is a new tile set from this game or whatever. There's so much going on yeah. uh, for people that were really into it, like he was. Um, I expect that we're going to get the some answers to the questions I've been asking. Yeah. Are there going to be Nintendo made courses? That is what I want the most from this game. Oh, I Building- think it's obvious that they're going to do that, right? Because that that's such a big thing uh, with the first one, right? No. The what? 3DS one, I guess. The 3DS yeah. one is the one that had the 100 Mario challenge. Oh, so that's the thing. Is like I expect that they're going to, Yeah, but it's not, it's uh, not assured. It's not assured yet. I, I imagine gotcha. that tomorrow they'll announce that. Because, right. yeah, making the levels and downloading levels from people is fun and cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like Nintendo understand level design in a way no one else does. Yeah. So I want to see what they do I, with their tool sets. I've, yeah, we, uh, did we talk about like, Gamescast, Gamescast or here? It was yeah. Gamescast maybe, which just went up yesterday. Sure, check that out. Uh, we did our most anticipated games of 2019. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we were talking about it, and for me, it 
is assured because I was mm-hmm. like, look, the what I think happened when they first came out with Mario Maker was a great idea, but it was fast, quick shot, had to get it out the door for Wii U, right? Um, and that it was Wii U, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then, then they had a little more time, and they're like, okay, now we can kind of make the game that we truly have time for, have it on 3DS, etc. Um, well, and the 3DS so, one was not a good. Well, I didn't play, but meaning they added more sequel. in. Sorry. They, they added, added some more in. in. They took some away. It was a compromise for <laughs> okay, sure. Fair enough. But what they added in, I enjoyed, which yeah. was the the Nintendo made Mario levels that yeah. were fantastic in all the different styles. I think mm-hmm. that's the key thing, too, is one level will be yeah, not Mario just, 3, and yeah. then one's Mario World, and one's Mario like 1. It's like black and white, all-star style or whatever. Yeah. Well, they don't have those yet. They don't have those yet? No. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay. the thing. is like, we'll I, I wonder if tomorrow we're going to get any new styles. Because right now we know that the Mario 3D World style has been added mm-hmm. to, um, to Mario Maker 2, which is great because yeah. the 3D look so far has been pretty bad. Yeah. Like no one really loves the, or very few people, I should say, love the new Super Mario Bros. U style. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't like love it. I don't mind it, but it's yeah. just a plastic. I think it's most people's least favorite, but it does add the wall jump mechanic mm-hmm. that the other versions don't have. Something I'd like to see is if they address parity across the different um, styles. Mm-hmm. In terms of mechanics, there's certain mechanics that just aren't in the other styles, uh, and like you can't have Yoshi in Super Mario Bros. Mm-hmm. One, but like. Why not? Just yeah. I feel like that'd be an easy fix for a couple yep. of things. So I'm I feel like those are the questions at this point that they'll they'll answer because they've already addressed things like slopes. They've already addressed a lot of the uh style issues by adding 3D world that people had with the first game. Um so tomorrow I expect to see some type of single player campaign announced. I feel like there's a thirty to fifty percent <laughs> chance that we'll see a new art style, whether it's Mario Land 2 or uh, like some Mario sixty four weird or like did they have throwback. um Super Mario two art style in the first no one? that would be a bit more difficult to implement just because the style of game is so different mm-hmm. that's but true that's the thing about the parody is if they just figure out a way to make everything kind of work enough right and I like make some concessions because right now the reason things don't work is because they're unwilling to make the concessions right but if they do. Then will be totally great for them to add Mario All Stars, all of the different looks. Like, yeah. I wonder how deep they're going to go with this. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they either didn't announce any more art styles tomorrow, or announce like one more, and then announce that in the future there'll be DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, either way, 15 minutes, like you were saying before, it's dedicated to the one thing. There should be a lot of gameplay and pretty good breakdown. Like this for for me when I see this as well, I'm like. This is them saying, for sure, if you're pre-ordering, <laughs> we haven't told you that much, but now we're really going to give you a reason. It's only a month away, and we're ready to share that with you. And they need get to out dive, of the way E3, obviously. They need to dive into online and how it's going to work. They need to show how the curation is going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to prove that the things that are going to make this community thrive, are the, the tools are going to be given to those people. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's not going to be the massive success that they're looking for. Yeah. And I, I feel like they have all those things, those, the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Yeah, I was trying to think, would it make sense if there's any kind of Nintendo online something that goes with this? Like, I, I mean, don't we've know. already kind of seen uh, special edition packages that are going to come with a year of online. Okay. So that kind of implies that the Nintendo Switch online will be required to download levels and stuff, which, whatever. It is That's what, what I was is. thinking about, that, which it's, uh, it's not that much a year, it's especially not. if you buy it annually. The but family pack. Annually. That would be different than in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could obviously just get access without Nintendo online. But. But that's the thing is like if they don't offer it for free online, that is a hint to me that the campaign is going to be beefier 
Right. Because uh, you need that to be a you know a full package. Something substantial. A, a, something, something substantial just for single players. So fair enough. I'm excited though. Like I feel like this yeah. is a, this is a title I'm very much anticipating, and I feel there are just the right amount of answers that 15 or questions that 15 minutes will yeah kind of make me feel satisfied before we go into E3. And yeah. like I said, it's good we're getting this out of the way now because yeah, that we means don't that E3 spend... we can just get a remember June 28th. And that's it. Yeah, that's right. So it's 3 p.m. tomorrow, May 15th, and then uh, on June 11th, Metroid Prime, a full one-hour block. <laughs> Just one hour one of Metroid. Hour of Metroid Prime. <laughs> uh, no, God, I we'll wish see. that's not what they've said. Um, but yeah, that's that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to do a live reaction to the Mario Maker stuff. We usually don't for the... Um, one-off games. Unless yeah, you it's can do it the next. We yeah, we'll cover the stuff in Games Daily for sure. Plus, we but, got Gamescast. Um, like unless it's something like later. Smash Brothers to me, where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna freak out about stuff. I don't think there's any like get hype moment. Yeah, potential in a Mario Maker. Although we'll see how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? We'll see how my hair is feeling. Uh, <laughs> World of Warcraft Classic release date announced. This comes from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Blizzard has announced that World of Warcraft Classic will be released for PC and Mac on. August 27th, 2019, and that a collector's edition with the statue of Ragnaros will be released that celebrates WoW's 15-year anniversary. Players will be able to return to Azeroth as it was during the Drums of War update patch 1.12. It's everyone's favorite one. Uh, <laughs> and all will have the honor of once again being able to, quote, assemble a 40-player raid to take on the fiery hazards of Molten Core. Fight for the faction, fight for their faction in the ongoing world PvP struggle between Soundshore and Terran Mill. Muster a realm-wide war effort to open the gates of Anquajar and much more. <laughs> Nailed it, dude. I don't know. I'm, I've always wanted to play World of Warcraft. We should continue the news, but uh, I knew that pronouncing all of that in a row was going to be brilliant. You, you nailed no it. Uh, following its release, Wild WoW Classic will receive updates over multiple phases that will be released in a similar fashion to the original's order, and all of this and more will be included with existing World of Warcraft subscriptions at no additional cost. Uh, beginning on May 15th, certain WoW players will be invited to participate in a small-scale, focused, closed beta test, helping ensure WoW Classic nails its goal of authenticity. Additionally, there will be certain stress tests from May through July that will allow players to jump back into their memories of how it once was. Um, alongside this announcement, news that World of Warcraft will be getting a 15-year anniversary collector's edition, like I was saying earlier. Um, the collector's edition will be released on October 8th, 2019 for 99 US dollars mm-hmm. and can be pre-ordered from Blizzard's gear store now. Did you get a statue, a map, a pin, a mouse pad, wait, a map of Az- Azeroth mouse pad, art prints, an amount for the Alliance. I guess that's good. If you're like are uh, lost, you can just yeah. look at your little mouse pad. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> we're going there. But full uh, goes right. You're not a World of Warcraft guy. No, I'm I, not. But I've always uh, wanted to be. It's just a, another time sink thing. I'm like, I can't get into this right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I didn't grow up around too many uh, PC gamers. And the ones that I did were playing Diablo or they're playing Counter-Strike. And those guys kind of went in a different path. And I feel like if I stayed friends with Mr. Diablo, right. he would have been Mr. Warcraft. But <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, yeah. So... I just never was around it. But then once I got to IGN, I feel like everyone there has memories growing up of playing oh, yeah. World of Warcraft. And, Finnegan and was addicted. I, I would have been that person. And looking way back, I used to play Ultima Online, which was like OG like online gaming. You just like go out into the forest and skin a pig, and somebody would attack you and steal your stuff. And I mean, it was amazing. Um, Richard Garriott, right, was one of the, the, the main first dudes to do this amazing stuff and went on to lead us into World of Warcraft. So I always wanted to play it, but I actually, 
I got, I kid you not, I, got, I think I got a copy from Blizzard at the time, way back when it released, and I looked at it, and I was playing all these other games, reviewing, doing video at IGN, and I, I was like, I can't install this. Yeah. If I do, will take over I will life. go down this path, and, and I probably would, wouldn't be sitting here today. No, you wouldn't. I'm not even kidding. No. I would have gotten addicted to that, and probably just, You'd be lost knows. in Courage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you Did you it. play Barrett? That time. Fuck no. Really? Fuck no. Wait, this are you against like it? Why? What, are you thing. mad about it? No, I'm not mad. Was, you sound like it. Uh, well, I'm mad that I'm being insinuated as a fucking nerd. You know what I'm saying? Wow, wow geez, dude. In the man. comments, his I'm, name is yeah, Barrett Courtney. In the comments. Get at him. Wow. No, a, a, lot of, a, a lot of my friends in high school um, would play, um, but I don't know. It just never caught on to me. Like, mm. I would hang out with them, and but I would be on, like, a different PC playing, like, Portal 2 or some shit. Yeah, I yeah. guess you were I, so I've always, cool. I've always just been more like single player kind of stuff and this kind of yeah. online, like, because um, this is the multiple, this is the MMO, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know there's this other shit side. I don't yeah, Warcraft is yeah, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah Warcraft yeah. is uh, RTS, like, yeah. which is awesome. No, but the too, thing that way. I think is really cool about this, though, is bringing back a classic multiplayer experience. Uh, we've seen this it, before in a couple ways, but like, I love the idea that they're trying to recreate the magic that people had. Decades ago, right? Yeah, especially when it comes to online games. This, like, I mean, it has not been done at this scale. I'm really, it's, you know, one of the biggest games ever when it comes to MMOs. They brought StarCraft um, Classic back, but, like, yeah, even that, that's a little different. That's I feel a little, like yeah. that's more similar to uh, remasters that we see. Right. Whereas this feels like they're investing. A living, breathing online yes. world. Yeah, it's so cool. So it's exciting. Yeah, it's funny. Every time I've seen this, because I'm such a big Destiny player, I've just been like, Dude, if, if Bungie could do this and bring back Destiny 1, because that's what a lot of the players, like, there's a lot of great stuff now in Destiny 2, but you just want to go back to that world that the meta is the same, the guns are the same, they had a mode called Trials, which everyone loves, they mm -hmm. don't have anymore, all that stuff, and just be like, I'll pay a monthly subscription fee to go back to that world. It would be a tremendous effort that they probably don't have time to support. So, but one like day, Blizzard, one day I feel like they will, and I maybe. feel like th this is a hint at that, right? Like, yeah. everything becomes retro at some point. And I feel like there was a nostalgia for not just games, but now experiences that people want to go back to. Like, I feel that uh, we saw recently with Master Chief Collection after it, it fixed a lot of the issues yeah. that it had at launch years later. Um, but seeing people when they added the playlists from Halo 3 or Halo 2, it's like people were super stoked about that because you get to kind of go back and play a little shoddy snipers. You know what I mean? Yep. See what's up. Exactly. No, just going that there's definitely the sentiment side, but. Uh, the game has evolved so much. It's so different now. And I think um, if you never got to get into it, and that's where I was originally going with it, it could be a really interesting place to kind of get started again and go back to as it was without feeling like you missed everything. And I also think sales of this and how this does in terms of um, just general reception could influence, like you're saying, others to think about this seriously. Yeah. So very curious. August, uh, when is it? August 27th? Yes, August 27th is the release date, so... I'm excited to check it out. I probably will hop in then just a little bit. Yeah? yeah well, I, I can at least dabble, dabble. Now, But I already know. There's like no way. I'm already trying to keep up with too many He's games. He's getting lost in Courage. I'm fucking telling you. <laughs> uh, next news story. Hideo teases new Death Stranding trailer. This comes from Janet Garcia. 
Um, which is interesting to think about timing on this one. Uh, a new Death Stranding trailer is likely set to be released soon. We just don't know quite when. Hideo Kojima posted yet another photo on his Twitter account of dual monitors with one screen displaying the Death Stranding logo and the other with some video editing software. But unlike the image we saw just two weeks ago, this one includes Kojima himself sporting sunglasses with his back toward both monitors. With God of War figures prominently displayed in the background and an emoji-filled caption, this tweet is a distinctly more playful tease than what we've seen before though it still doesn't tell us anything about what to expect from the trailer nor when we will actually see it yes so what's interesting to me about this is Yo, teasing a trailer they're not at e3 yeah, i mean the sony's place, not right yeah but they're sony so it's like that's the thing is there's nowhere else to we exactly see i'm glad to hear you say that because we had this discussion on gamescast and like i'm with you sony has said they're not doing um officially there but I said that that doesn't keep them from releasing trailers or anything. They said they're not doing anything. They said anything? They said anything around E3. The weeks around E3 is around. what they said. Well, then it'll be at E3 then. No, at or around <laughs> is what they said. I'd have to see the quote. And, and that's the thing like, is like a trailer, sure, that could probably like sneak through. But why? <laughs> sneak? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why oh. would they do that, though? Like, Metal Gear, if, if they're not going to have a big event that when like was the first, garners attention why would you just put a death stranding thing out to die when was the first state of play the first state of play was march march and then the second one was may. just may so i'm imagining it's an every other month type situation not that we can yeah, base march a pattern yeah, off of two i know uh but i i wouldn't be surprised by late june Another would, state of I play. That's you, way to, to tease this and not do anything. It's the, also Kojima. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other way to look at it, Tim, to your point, is they really are not going to be there. I got to look at this quote, exactly what they said. Uh, if they're not going to be there in any capacity and they're avoiding it like the plague now uh, mm-hmm. in some kind of stance, um, maybe it's coming soon, you know, to get ahead of it. Like, we see this, like, you know, we just saw the reveal for Ghost Recon Breakpoint and many other things have learned to get ahead of E3. Yeah, that's third-party stuff, man. Like, that, that there's a Yeah, this can hold its ground there. anywhere it wants. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't think they're worried about it. I guess my point is, that is the point. Look, if, here, if he wants thing, to though. do it for Memorial Day, and that's a big weekend and whatever, that's fine. You well, know? The, I feel like with Death Stranding in particular, with the big three Sony games right now, with Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and Last of Us Part 2. No release date, no release date, no release date. Exactly. <laughs> you can't just put out trailers willy-nilly. You, no. They can't just put Kojima out... Kojima can. Like, Ko, Kojima... I mean, first off, Kojima can do whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. But I'm saying, like, like with Sony behind him, Sony marketing, controlling a lot mm-hmm. of the decisions being made over there... You can slip a Death Stranding trailer into two places, a Sony press conference or Game Awards, right? Yeah. Nowhere else. Now, State of Play takes the place of the Sony press conferences, so they can put them there. However, because of the style of those things, there needs to be more news than just here's a trailer. There needs to be a release date. There needs to be some news coming with it, right? And I feel like uh, Square, when they just had the Final Fantasy VII remake that reveal trailer yeah. thing, whatever, not reveal, but re-reveal. Yeah, I know. Um, in State of Play, the news there was that stay tuned for E3, Square Enix has a press conference. Yeah. We're going to see the game there, right? Yeah, and they're going to really blow it out there, which we didn't know. Exactly. We didn't know There's that. Now we there know. something there that's important mm-hmm. and tangible. Whereas Death Stranding, it's like if they just put out another trailer, potentially revealing another, another enigmatic, actor. Yeah, like here's like, an actor. You can't just drop that on a Memorial Day. Like I feel like that that would like gain a lot of criticism. Whereas without having news attached, without, you mean without 
if it's standalone, I feel it needs like a release date. Yeah, yeah. Right? If it's not standalone, if it's within a Sony thing, I feel like they can have a little bit more wiggle room of like, all right, well, that was just there as the glue mm-hmm. to. No, you make a good together. point. Like you, you can slip in. I see what you're saying. You can slip this enigmatic Kojima trailer stuff into E3 and into it game tra- uh, game awards because like it's part of the show and it's the mystery of there's big games coming. You don't need a date attached, but on its own, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's got to be attached to something. But what if it is just the actor? Because that that might be enough. If there's yet another big actor or something that they want to announce that's part of the trailer, that would be standalone enough. But a release date would be, I'm with you. I'd, I'd love to see it. I feel it in my jellies. <laughs> I'm going to say we're going to see this trailer at the next state of play that I bet will be anywhere between June 20th and July 30th. Man, why is he teasing if you believe it? That's over, I mean, a month and a half almost. That's crazy to tease this right now if there's nothing going on. Japan so. time works different, though, Frank. We need to remember <laughs> that. By the way, just to show you this, I noticed it before the show, too. He tweeted again another enigmatic teaser here. It's a photo on his Twitter. He says, trying this and that, period. This one was turned down. Thumbs up emoji, rainbow, fire, fish, 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 uh, you know, umbrella, rain, laughing. He did this on the previous one. So you click on it, and some of the letters are cut off. It just says F anding. Now, I don't think he's intending to cut the letters off, but it is Kojima. And who knows? Maybe there's mystery in here. But in the background, there's like a little, what is this, like a little holster or something on an arm. I think he's just stating the background of the image for the end of the trailer or something. I, I mean, I think this is just a cropped image. It is a cropped image, yeah. yeah. I think he was showing you that this is the end credit thing or something with the image, and mm-hmm. I'm trying whatever. I think you're supposed Troy to Baker's guess there. what this character is. I saw that. Did we already know Tra- Troy Baker was in it? Yes. I, did we? I, th- I think yeah, we did. Yeah, right? we, we did. He was, uh, he's like what seems to be a villain in like a gold mask. Uh, in uh, that's right. That is right, yeah. But I think he's, you know, I think he's going to leave you to guess like, oh, is this character, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you gotta love them. I don't know what all the emojis are about. Like there is some fish, consistency, fish, fish. but there is consistency. He did it twice now, um, so I don't know. He even has a tweet. Yeah, he did. He put <laughs> he put a tweet up of a microphone reflection seven hours ago. Now that I'm looking, and it's miss. This is weird too, and it's missing letters. Yeah. He's doing, he's, he's definitely doing, doing, doing something. Because he was up right. to something, guys. <laughs> Just go look, at his day. <laughs> go look at his Twitter. God bless uh, him. I'm looking at you wrong right now. Lord Apone uh, is saying, Tim was wrong about Sony's statement regarding E3. They never said anything about weeks around E3. Kotaku has the following, quote, As the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we've always wanted to innovate. I know we always want to innovate. Think differently and experiment with new ways to delight gamers as a result we've decided to not participate in e3 2019 we're exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you that's not the quote i'm talking about but hold on sorry i messed i yeah, read no, the wrong thing here. Fine. uh kuchero says um sony just said they wouldn't be doing a press conference not necessarily not doing anything at e3 when asked if sony would push its event off-site similar to how electronic arts provides a show adjacent to e3 playstation senior vice president of communications jennifer clark elaborated yeah. further saying we will not activate or hold a press conference around e3 yeah that's also not what i was talking about damn it so i they, really thought they, you guys they, were gonna you, prove me wrong they had one or right but you're pretty sure there's another quote where they say that quote. they're not going to be with you know it i'll in, admit defeat. But if that's all they could find maybe that is a no that, that's right. right that's true 
but keep you know, looking. Yeah, and it, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, it's a good reminder. We should actually just look at all their quotes about E3, put them in one place in succinct order, and then look them over. Maybe we can talk about it on the next GameCast or something like that. But thanks, Ryan. Um, <laughs> what Barrett? You don't like that idea? Next news story: it's Red Dead Online idea. introducing role playing this summer. Uh, this one's from Cass Marshall at Polygon. Red Dead Online has announced a new surprise update today, and Rockstar also shared future additions that will be in the works throughout the rest of the spring and summer. The largest announcement here is the future edition of roles, which allow players to pick a specialization and level up that role within the frontier. It's an intriguing contrast to Grand Theft Auto Online, where players focus on the acquisition of property and wealth. Here, Rockstar has chosen to make the real progression path centered around player choices and abilities. Uh, there's a whole bunch of updates uh, for May and June. Yeah. The summer update, which is the larger content update, uh, doesn't have an exact date announced. It's scheduled for this summer. Players will be able to progress in three roles, either by focusing on one at a time to advance quickly, or all three slowly by mixing and matching. Yeah. Each role will offer a different gameplay loop, along with new role-specific weapons, outfits, and cosmetics. Yep. Yeah, and there's a new little trailer. Shows a little bit. I mean, it's just interesting that, and we'll talk about it in the next story as well, that Red Dead Online is still in beta. Um, so it came out October and uh, still in beta. Not totally uncommon, but for a game of that size, yeah, I guess it was a little surprising. But um, they're sticking with it. Um, and I tried playing it and I didn't like it. I tried Battle Royale, but that's because I hate the aiming on console and I want a PC version. And then I think I would enjoy the game a lot more if I could just aim correctly, especially when it comes to Red Dead Online where you're trying to shoot other people. Yeah. Um, you, you never had a chance to play Red Dead Online, did oh, you? I had a chance. I just said no. Yeah, you're like, nah. <laughs> uh, I love, no. I still love the vibe. You know, they're doing more stuff. It's amazing that they have more character development that continues. There's a lot in there uh, and players are clearly, there's a lot. There's a fan base. Dude, Rockstar are so good at innovating what online gameplay can be and mm-hmm. what an online like living world can look like. Look at what they did with GTA Online. Mm-hmm. It is such a massive success and it, they just continue to yeah. add the most ridiculous game modes. But what I love about that is uh, Daniel Dwyer made that um, documentary about GTA Online communities and how there is a lot of role playing that goes on. And yeah. I feel like in the last two years, there's been a huge thing on Twitch of people yes. playing Grand Theft Auto just to role play and kind of yeah. do that. And I love that Rockstar is looking at that and like, ooh, how can we turn that into gameplay? Yeah. And it feels like Red Dead is a great way to do that. And it's interesting seeing them make different choices than they did with GTA Online. It's cool. You know, yeah. it's like it, it being in beta and stuff like, yeah, that's, that's definitely a bummer. But I like that they're experimenting. I like that they have such a, a long tail plan for this yeah yeah um, i'm not giving up on it i mean having said that though i feel like i don't hear about a lot of people playing red dead online in the same way that i did hear people playing gta online but G- yeah but there you go and we'll read about this in the next story is the sales difference i mean it's just red dead is huge like uh, around 25 mil or something like that uh but gta is, is just massive huge. it's huge but gta and we'll read it about it next is just so massive and I, I know you already know that, but like when you when you think about okay, it's really successful, it's big. Um, when you when you compare anything to GTA, you're like, oh yeah. But yeah, on Twitch, it's pretty crazy. Um, there's so many people that have gotten into the role play side, and in fact, it had a resurgence again recently with some of the updates. And yeah, I think you nailed it, which is they're looking at the success of GTA, especially when it comes to that stuff. And they're like, yeah, how do we how do we make this work in Red Dead? And um, I've been getting a lot of requests actually to join a role play server for GTA because like people find it super entertaining, um, just in terms of communities that are doing this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I'd yeah, love yeah. to have it in Red Dead. I would absolutely consider going back to it, uh, but I want a PC version. 
need to be able to aim. So the next Red Dead story uh, comes from Eddie at GameSpot. Red Dead Redemption 2 sales are slowing. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a huge hit, though sales appear to be slowing. Take-Two Interactive, which owns developer Rockstar Games, announced today that the open-world Western has now shipped 24 million copies. That's up from the 23 million that Take-Two announced in November. Growth for the title seems to be slowing. Red Dead Redemption 2 shipped 17 million right at launch, with a further six coming by November. One million have shipped since is impressive, but it's on a slower pace than before. God, it's so funny. Yeah. So these numbers are just so big that, oh, it's just a million. Yeah, only a million, which many games would kill to sell. Exactly. Yeah. Like big, big games, like successful games, let me say. Yeah. Like uh, Near Automata yesterday, they said sold four million. And that is like, hey, holy shit, I can't believe this did that well. Yeah, the Near sold is awesome. Yeah. And a million is pretty damn good for being residual sales after 20 something. Yeah, but that's it. Ultimately, it, this story is about the graph of like, man, yeah. it was just massive launch hit mm-hmm. in October. And then it was something like 17 million copies at launch, like you said. And then uh, another six million after. So sure, it's slowed down. But the fact that, like to your point, it's still selling whatever, um, not a quarter million every month, but ish, it's selling quite a bit of copies every yeah, month. Yeah, so. I'd be interested to see uh, how shipped, much though, GTA but. Online is still selling, like in, in similar yeah. time frames. So, it says later that uh, Grand Theft Auto Five has shipped mm-hmm. an astonishing 110 million copies. But yeah. I would like to see what that. You know, the drop-off yeah, well, look is, like of how much it's selling. It's still in the top 10 every month. So it's obviously selling super fucking well. Yeah. Um, but there you go, right? Like That's what I was getting at before. It's just, granted, Grand Theft Auto Five now has been out for quite some time. But I, I think if we look at those two graphs, you'll see GTA probably was pretty healthy. And, absolutely. And then, remember what they did launch online after mm-hmm. in full, and then more and more came. And like I'm curious if we'll see a Red Dead with a lifespan like that. Um, I don't think we'll see it to the level of GTA because it's just such a massive effort and it's a global hit. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think we'll continue to see support and it's just getting out of beta. Well, here we go. The yeah. signs are looking good for Red Dead Online to continue to be a huge success. As Zelnick said, Red Dead Online is performing better than GTA Online over similar periods of time after release. We have a we have very high expectations for that title going forward. This is specifically related to various engagement metrics that Zelnick did not expand on. He did also say that Rockstar learned a lot from the release of GTA Online, lessons that were applied to Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, a PC edition is rumored, but nothing's confirmed at this time. And uh, that was it. most of it, that's, I think. That's all yeah, and he's the CEO, right, of Take Two? Yeah. Zelnick, yeah. Strauss Zelnick. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like, yeah, people are really getting into it. Now, engagement metrics uh, could be microtransactions, which was part of what this was about, is, well, of course you get a support if people are buying, you know, costumes and stuff like that. So, little horse outfits and stuff. (laughs) Horse outfits. What what you buy in in that. Yeah, I thought you were going to say a saddle or a horse. Little horse fanny pack. (laughs) Horse pack. The Division 2 raid is imminent. Uh, The new title, Update 3, has hit Division 2, and the eight-player raid, Operation Dark Hours, is coming soon. It will be live on May 16th and offers to immortalize the clan and team members that beat it first in the game itself, promising a plaque and photo in the White House. Ubisoft dropped a new trailer for the raid this morning as well and revealed you'll have to take back Washington Airport. You'll be able to unlock exclusive gear. There's a new feature, classified assignments, the fall of DC. Also new with the update, classified assignments are exclusive missions for owners of the year one pass. You can discover and complete these missions to hear stories behind the fall of DC as well as unlocking exclusive backpack trophies. You fucking nerds. <laughs> Title update three includes the first two classified assignments, a uh, new apparel event, Dark Hours. Starting mm-hmm. to, together with the raid release, the second apparel event will introduce new outfits, masks, emojis, and 
emotes and weapon skins. Um, yeah. So, Fran, what's this do for you? Yeah, it's well, first of all, title update three was long in the making. This was uh, we've talked about it actually many times on Gamescast. Uh, boy, we've plugged that show a lot today. I'm really proud of ourselves. Check it out. Um, but no, uh, we always are talking about Division because it's always getting updates. But mm-hmm. this one was a big one. Lots of changes. If you go in, Ubisoft has a really deep dive into. I mean, there's all kinds of new balancing and stuff, but. As it turned out, which people didn't know as they did this update overnight, the raid, you know, there's a helicopter outside the White House and there's a timer on it now. Everybody was like, when is the raid coming? It's an eight person raid again. That is a really uh, amazing number. It doubles the team size over what you normally get to play. And just the missions are, they're epic, you know, the strongholds that we can do now. And so hopefully a raid with eight people in it is pretty epic. These things are a lot of fun for Division fans. So yeah. People are very stoked for this. Um, I've seen the population kind of go down a bit while they're waiting for this update. So this is actually a really critical moment to find out if it can bring fans back. Is it going to be the type of raid that we see from Destiny where it's so convoluted that maybe it's sometimes hard to get a team together or your power level's got to be, you know, all these games go through that because you have to grind to play this stuff. But now you got to put together an eight-player raid team. What I don't know and then maybe they've said it, uh, help me out and you're wrong if it's out there. Can you match make an eight person team for the raid? That is something Destiny does not allow you to do for their six um, Guardian raids. So I can't wait to check it out. It's just we're a few days out. I feel like it was a little sooner than I personally wanted, but I'm always like playing a billion things. So I'm playing Rage 2 and I didn't finish Days Gone. And But this we've been waiting for for so long. So it's really big. And actually just these new classified um, assignments are actually, um, I didn't know they were coming today either. So it's it's actually a really big update. Um, And after, like I said, weeks of just being all quiet on the Western front or the Eastern front for a while. Um, So this is going to be a big moment for division two and see what kind of legs it's got now that it's really feature complete. So it comes out May 16th. May 16th. We, I don't know if we know the exact time yet. Um, There's a counter on the, the helicopter, which I don't have in front of me, but I'm supposed to do games daily that day, Tim, Uh Oh, which I'll probably still do, but it occurs to me that I don't know if I should try to raid or not and be, Oh, I wanted to point that out is that, Uh, First of all, I don't think I'll be able to get Worlds first. Um, It takes a lot of dedication. Team members have played together a lot, but who knows? Um, But they learned a little bit from uh, Destiny and the hype that goes along with that. But it's pretty cool that if you and your team, they show a little screenshot in the White House of the names. It'll be your username and possibly even the photo of your character. So it's pretty cool. And it'll be in everybody's White House. I love that. That's really cool. May 16th is not that far away, but Fran, if I wanted to know what was coming to mom and grow up shops today, where would I look? Tim, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. That is correct. Rage 2, out today. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Cytus Alpha on Switch. Sniper Elite V2 Remastered. V2. On PS4, Xbox (laughs) One, Switch, and PC. Uh, A Plague Tales Innocence on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Rock of Ages 2 Bigger and Bolder (laughs) on Switch. Uh, Figment on PS4. Blades of Time on Switch. Darkwood on PlayStation 4, Red Out on Switch, Feudal Alloy on PS4, Evil Defenders on Switch, Risk System on PC and Mac, and Sumatra, Fate of Yandi on PC, and finally, Board Quiz Adventure on PC. Does Quiz have two Zs? (laughs) Yes, it does. Yes, it does. (laughs) Oh, man. Some new dates for you. No, no new dates for you. Deals of the day for you. Rage 2 is about $50 on sale on the Walmart 
store online. Yeah, it's like that's a, cool. It was seventeen or eighteen percent off or something like that. But uh, I saw that out there. I was like, the game just came out today, and they're giving some deals out out there. So I would check that out. You're going to look at Board Quiz. That Look. was the one that uh, this that we had to dude. see. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that we had to look at that. Actually, Tim, a lot of people have been asking me about one just to go, keyboard, dude. To go back yeah. for a sec. A Plague Tale Innocence, which yeah. I haven't had a chance to look at. Can you pull this up? A Plague Tale Innocence. Um, a lot of people have been talking about this and said, check it out. I, I forget if it got um, good reviews. I know IGN just put theirs up, but um, yeah, I've heard good things about it is the point. Have you? Has this game been like off your radar? Absolutely off my radar. Same for me. So again, people were like kind of hopping in and... Um, let me see if I can find the review real fast. Oh, cool. It looks cool. Yeah, it look. Is that Egret? <laughs> Wait, what? The actress? Leslie Williams? No, it's not. Okay, it looks like it's getting, yeah, like seven to eights. Uh, cool. A lot of decent reviews. The vibe looks really cool. So I want to check I want, it out. I want um, and I just, it was off my radar completely other than now. So this is all like cutscene stuff. Yeah. But I, I pulled up yeah, some, some Rad Brad's walk. It looks good. Yeah, I was looking at Rad Brad's uh, walkthrough on YouTube. Oh, here, Rad, Brad. Rad, Rad, Rad Brad. Rad Brad, baby. All the right. walkthrough king. Now it's time for reader mail. But before we get to that, let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. You can view easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood's giving listeners of Kind of Funny Games daily a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at games.robinhood.com. That's games.robinhood.com. And also, shout out to Brooklinen. You spend a third of your life in sheets. It's about time for a bedding upgrade, and that's where Brooklinen comes in. You know that Greg loves his Brooklinen sheets because he talks about them all the time. They're easy to order, easy to mix and match colors to match his room, and they're so dang comfortable he refuses to sleep on anything else. Me as well. Um, Gia had a friend over. She brought a dog over this weekend. That mm. dog peed on the sheets. Everywhere. Peed on my, oh, the dog no. did pee everywhere, but it peed on my Brooklinen sheets, and I was really upset about it because we just washed the seat sheets yeah. recently. They got a lifetime warranty, though. But yeah. that's the good thing they do. <laughs> but I, I washed them again immediately, and that's the thing about these sheets. I've, I've washed them so many times, and they're still just as soft as when I first got them. So shout out to them, despite that dog's attempts at murder. Uh, Brooklyn's <laughs> mission is simple. Make five-star hotel-quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. Luxury sheets without the luxury markup. Brooklyn and sheets are named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. And if you don't trust Good Housekeeping, what are you doing with your life? Uh, sheets don't just feel great, but they look great, too. You can mix and match over 25-plus colors and patterns to make your bedroom bedroom just right. Uh, Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just to you guys. You can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all of their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. 
That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code GAMES. So uh, maybe before you select reader mail, I should tell you, I just threw some in there, um, everything that came in. So up to you, whatever you want to choose. But uh, I love that. I, I did Let's see where my heart takes. Us. I did as I'm buying you time. I did want to mention one of the your wrongs pointed out that yeah, it was today's Red Dead. I think it was today. Um, that Red Dead Online came out of beta today. I was kind of referencing that it's coming out of beta. It's already out of beta as of today. That was the big news as well. So thank you, Cash and mm. um, Spencer and some other folks for writing in your wrong and making sure we got that record set straight. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Some of these questions we've already answered yeah. uh, in this show, such as Brian Scola, who is pretty much asking, do we, what do we expect from the Mario mm-hmm. Maker 2 Direct? Um, let's go to David Scott. What's up, Fran and Tim? When discussing games that launch during game droughts, it's commonly said that games have a better chance of success, like stated yesterday about Rage 2. But now with the huge amount of games as a service like Division, Apex, and Fortnite, do you think that the droughts are actually helping developers? Could the games as a service games overshadow the games that launch during droughts? Personally, Rage 2 really interested me when I first saw it at E3, but now I'm so invested into Apex that I won't be picking it up. I think it's like anything, uh, your TV watching habits, your movie watching habits, like it's so personal to you, like meaning if you're really into sports and it's like finals for basketball, like, yeah, like it's going to interfere. I know that's sort of Captain Obvious statement here, but meaning you're into Apex and I think with that perspective and I could see myself there, I'm like, dude, I got no other time. I'm into Apex. So Yes, overall, I'd say there's more competition than ever. And especially with games of service, there's a bigger chance that when season nine launched for Fortnite, that yeah, like there's one more thing that might interfere with Days Gone or whatever it was that was releasing at the time. But um, but in general, there's the, the fact is when you look at something like Red Dead, right? Red Dead 2 sells almost 25 million copies. It's massive. And so everybody wanted to avoid that. Uh, when it came out because they wanted to go towards the droughts or or quieter mm-hmm. periods, right? So personally, I think game droughts or special pockets like May right now was a good time for um, for them to release Rage 2. And maybe that's part of the question. Like, is this is there ever a good time to release games anymore? What do you, what's your perspective? I mean, my thing is, you're right, and like it, it is personal taste and all that, but at the end of the day, there's nothing quite like new. Like there is a launch period. That there's a smell. Discuss, there's a that new smell. That smell. But there's man. something about a game coming out that's brand new that there's a conversation around and a, a rush to want to be the first to play, the first to beat, the first to talk about. That I feel if you're playing Apex, no matter what they add to it, it's not going to have the same type of like interest level that Rage Two will have when it first launches. Right? Apex might be more consistent over time, but. Rage 2, when it launches, is going to be the, the talk of the town. Let me put it this way. On Gamescast, the headline's probably going to be Rage 2 impressions or review, depending on how far people get in it. Yeah. It's not going to be, we really like an Apex. Yeah, you make a really good point, which is you get this uh, bubble up effect when there's anything new, whether it was Days Gone and the mixed reviews, or there's just like this increase in attention Mm -hmm. that starts to take over conversation because we are all the same there. Like new episode of Game of Thrones, whatever, we all want to be in the conversation and it's exciting. So yeah, like uh, that's where games in these drought periods, like they still have, um, they still have uh, currency for lack of a better way to put it. I was also looking at Google Trends, by the way, if you never do this, Tim. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of Google oh, yeah, Trends. SEO, thumbnails, yeah, headlines, you know how we like to do it. VPH, Google, the VPH. If you don't know it, look it up. Um, anyway, 
if you look, actually, so Apex Legends was like huge, Rage 2, not so much, but now they're just, over the last few days, they're a little closer. And the fact that Rage 2, to the point here, is coming up on Apex Legends as a search term on um, Google, it does say, it really proves your point, is all I'm getting at. Uh, for those of you that don't know, VPH is a made-up thing that Fran made up at IGN that was views, it's a fact, views Tim. per hour. Um, but I like how you said, hour. if you don't yeah. know, look it up. I just looked it up. Um, <laughs> I it never fact, Googled it. It does not exist. Um, but Thank the you. internet thinks that it's the virus del papilloma humano um, or a misspelling of HPV. <laughs> oh, God. No, we don't want that. God well, you know it, what? Fran. Seven nine made it into the Urban Dictionary. It's time VPH makes it. Get it, it in, in there, there, dude. Get it in All there. All about efficiency of production. Tiziano okay. Tiz writes in and says, "Hey, friend and Tim, as the two biggest Nintendo fans, it's kind of funny. I'm curious to know what was the first Nintendo game you ever played? Did that game in particular make you a fan, or was it a combination of games or specific franchise? Thank you for the shows. Uh, the little money I make streaming on Twitch TV slash Tiz teaches." Allows me to support you on Patreon. I'm happy to be able to contribute this month. Thank you. Yeah, That's well, awesome. check you out Tiz Teaches. Yeah. Um, man, I was trying to remember. I'm like, what was the first Nintendo game that I ever played? Because I'm a bit torn here, Tim. Yeah. My vivid memory, which is like an incredible memory that many people have of the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's uh, Christmas, and I go over to my friend's house, and in the basement, lo and behold, they got the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I was like, what? Like, at the time, I guess I had an Atari, and it just wasn't on my radar. Like, for whatever reason, between TV commercials and the UHF that I was, like, cycling through my my TV dial, I didn't really know about it. And I remember going down there, and and Super Mario in particular, but they had the combo pack with Duck Hunt in it. Mm, It just blew my mind uh that is what i remember the most however part of me wants me to think that the first game i played was donkey kong on an arcade at a pizza shop nice. so i i don't remember and, and i know part of the question is like uh did it what did it what was it um did that did game that in particular game make you a make fan? you a fan so like at least to settle on mario i mean yeah like it made me a lifelong fan of nintendo and i would argue it potentially led me here today just that excitement and what i shared got me hooked on it for life and here i am today and i got into covering nintendo some of you don't know this that was my first job um at ign and i quit college to do it so yeah definitely uh, yeah. changed my ways yeah it's weird for do you me remember it oh i definitely remember like my, my answer is Paperboy. That's technically not a okay. Nintendo game. Uh, yeah. You know what but, I mean? Fuck, I forgot like, about Paperboy. But it's not, that like, was your first... not Nintendo. It's not first party or whatever. But I think most people associate Paperboy with the yeah. NES. But yeah. I think it was. In, uh, I don't if remember. If the arcade version. If it was, yeah. If it was an arcade game It was originally. already in the arcade. It's Midway, I think, that, that made it. Maybe. Regardless, I wouldn't when have I was known a little kid, time. I didn't it was know. Nintendo it was a Nintendo game, game right? Um, so that was the first game, first Nintendo game I played. And I, I call it Nintendo, even though I know it's not. Yeah. And I say that because I don't want to give the easy answer of Super Mario Brothers, obviously. Yeah, but what's it. funny about that, that though, is the age difference, though. Because like I, I must have been playing Super Mario Brothers one as my first Nintendo game in '94. Yeah, you know. So, but wait, I wait, think wait. that it's a weird cyclical thing because it was at Kevin's house, 
and they we bought a uh, NES with like 30 games for $20 at a garage sale and we got home and Would've for some reason the, it was like, in the it was in the bargain bin yeah already. dude oh. and we had we got we had like five controllers which you don't even need on NES doesn't make no. sense so many light guns. I'm like, what the fuck? What was wrong with these people? Like, where did they get all this shit? But we got the collection. We got both Zeldas. We got all three Marios. We got Ninja Turtles. We got Paperboy. Like, we just, it was the come up of a century. Yeah. yeah. And um, we just got home and just, like, started playing through them all. But I feel like Paperboy was the first one. That um, you guys popped that we, in. That we popped in. Interesting. Uh, but then Mario, Mario like was the one. You already knew that, about Mario, though. No, not really. Oh, you really. didn't really? Dude, I was, like, four. Okay, you know so, I mean? yeah, you were just popping stuff in. You, I was you four, and I had Paperboy. no older brothers. So it's like. Yeah. No I was guidance. kind of, there, yeah, there was nobody that I could just be like, oh, this is something in my house. Um, but then it all happened really fast. Like, did that immediately, or what was the question? The, did that game in particular make you a fan? Yes. Yeah. But that's also, He's was got it a, a combination of games? on his butt cheek. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Paperboy. Uh, but all of them, dude, like, like yeah. that experience was so eye-opening. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I love video games. And yeah. Here I am now. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool that I feel like everyone kind of has a shared experience, um, depending on what decade. You you grew up in yeah, and I feel like it all just kind of gets passed down more and more as as you go down and like because video games have not been around that long, so it's like when I came along playing games in the mid nineties, there wasn't that much history to go back on, and I was kind of given it all at once. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and especially now, like so much information is accessible to you that you could just now what people do probably are you know they buy an old system and they're like best nes games mm -hmm. they're not going to pop in paperboy because it's not going to be the first one to pop up so just to your point like that shared information they're going to yeah. know what to put in the amiga if they go back and buy it or whatever yeah so, um, i mean I, I, often, I tell the story a lot but uh one of the defining moments of like who i am now is the hundredth issue of electronic gaming monthly yeah. um it was in like 98 somewhere around there and they did a hundred best games of all time list, which now sounds like I remember this something one, yeah. that oh like that's every fucking day someone puts out a list. But back then that was the first list I had ever seen of things that I cared about, and I looked at that as just yeah there that it one? is Found yeah the cover. Um, I, to this day I still have it. Like I would read it <laughs> like front to back so often just because it was like I felt like I was learning. Like I felt like I was like studying oh, the yeah. history of video games because there was so many like consoles that I didn't even know about. Because uh, to me, it was just like, oh, there's the Nintendo, there's the Genesis, and there's the PlayStation. And then, you know, as yeah, you, that was your world. lineage is there. But, like, I didn't know about the fucking, like, Amiga. I didn't know about yeah. the ColecoVision or Intellivision or 64 or any whatever. of that stuff. Yeah. Well, Commodore 64 was my first system I ever had. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. So you knew about that one. The, yeah, my dad had a Commodore 64. Shout out yeah. to Jumpman. Shout out to James Heck Bond. Yes. Diamonds are forever. You know what I mean? Heck yes. Horrible fucking games. God. <laughs> but that, but they just prove how video games are cool. You know? Yeah. All it took was, like, I'm doing something that's making them do something. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Centipede. Yeah, I was thinking about um that if you were if your world was Nintendo, even though Sega was out at the time, you probably didn't know a lot of games in there. And so when an issue like EGM had come out then, you'd be like, Oh wow, I really should play Genesis or whatever. Well that was the thing is like uh, and play this Kevin's stuff. cousin had a Genesis, so we went over to his house one time and by that point, even like Sonic three had already been out. So like yeah. we were you know, I, you're that's swimming the thing in is, like, We're swimming too. in games, yeah. but like all of a sudden, I was introduced to Sonic, and I didn't know who, what the fuck it was. But it looked so much better than Mario. Yeah, didn't play as well. Yeah, but it looked better. Yeah, it looked cool. It was like, so hey, fast. This little hedgehog's fucking cool. Blast, bro. Man, I wonder if in 20 years they're going to make a movie about him. You know, <laughs> and oh 20 God, years let's later, it's the best <laughs> movie. Hard cut. <laughs> um, I just want to shout out. Uh, I think for me, it was Super Mario All Stars, and yeah. probably Speaking Donkey Kong Country. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. DKC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are, yeah. man, those the are The SNES memories. was like my first Nintendo console I remember That having. is the superior Donkey Kong, Barrett. Uh, Donkey nope. Kong Country. Oh, nope. Wow. That is a fact on fact. But yeah. uh, I've, again, told this story a million times, but the Super Nintendo was the first console I owned. The Nintendo Kevin had at his house, and technically it was his sister's, mm-hmm. but like uh, the Super Nintendo was my first console. I got it in like 97, so it was really late, or 96 probably. Yeah. Um, but it, I, at yeah, that do point. Do you remember if N64 was out when you got it? Was, it? Yes, it was. So it would have been after 96. At the time I got it, it was Mario Maker, or sorry, not Mario Maker, Mario 64. <laughs> I had played at Toys R Us on the Kia. Oh, yeah, there you, you go. Know? So maybe around that time. But I got 96. the Super Nintendo that came with um, Super Mario All Stars Plus World. And it's like all of a sudden, I'm like, that is just the greatest single cart of all. It's time. really good. It, it was Didn't like the first HD the remaster, and it was just fucking amazing. All the Mario games. That like, pack was amazing, actually. Uh, can you imagine playing Mario, all the Marios at once, and then just that's just how you're introduced to Mario? Dude, it, it was, was like, the best. You get all of them. It was so it was fucking cool. Endless content, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you so were you were fortunate getting into Nintendo is what I would say. Obviously, when it comes to PlayStation, you had, you know, N six four, you had to do the grind like everybody else. But it is interesting I mean, bringing not, that up, not like, really, because that's the thing. Again, because of the timing going in, I was pretty late. Like I, I both, you were still I late on some PlayStation of that stuff, huh? at other people's houses. All right, what's you know? the first system then that you started playing at the beginning? The first and system trickle that I, releases that of like I God. The day it came out was GameCube. Okay, so that was your first one where you're like yes. waiting. You're like, geez, when I got is- PS2 a year late. Yeah. GameCube was, I was there November 18th. Let's fucking go, baby. 2001. Never forget. GCN. Hell yeah. Let's then I had to wait 12 more days to get Smash Melee. Oh, you couldn't was that, just rush it out for launch, guys. Dude, I was playing it because the Japanese version came out quite a bit earlier, so I just remember playing it a ton because um, it had an English setting in the you know the Japanese version, so I was set at the office, but yeah. Man, but that was, I was like the difference between <laughs> yeah the difference. Wow, that's crazy. Wait, what year is this? Two thousand one. I was eleven. Wow. I was okay. six. Wow, yeah. man, bunch of babies. Yeah, <laughs> I was a baby was too. So, that IGN, was my first though, console yeah, was though that I, that I bought like day one. Nice. So exciting stuff. First mm-hmm. console I bought with my own money, PlayStation Portable. Oh. Um, let's let's close it out. You know what I mean? It's time to squad up. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Ragucci writes in. He's on Xbox One. His name's the Red Wolf Crusader. Hey, folks, looking to squad up over on Xbox One with Fallout 76. Hopefully some of the best friends are maybe still playing. I'm trying to finish the main quest. I'm, I am become death and wrap up the final achievements I need. I also suck at this game for some reason, and any general tips with gear and weapons as well as leveling would be awesome. Thanks, Fran and Tim. You're welcome, Anthony Raguchi. Mm-hmm. Go help him out. Red Wolf Crusader on Xbox One. Yeah, I thought it was good only because like it is a game like Fallout 76 maybe a little harder to find folks and come together best friends help them out especially uh, when you're needing a game like that like I said. It's a weird weird online game so It's time for your wrong. Yep. Let's go in there see what is going on. Um, Hold on let me I'll check this link Tim if you want to look at something else. Okay I'm sure. Just to be sure it looks like a real link. link. Uh, Malcontent Ronin says, from the guy who still has a Wii U hooked up to play Mario Maker, the console version absolutely had the 100 Mario Challenge and ton of official event courses. So there was a name. The 3DS had a different campaign thing that is different than what I'm, than what you're talking about. Gotcha. I did say it was 100 Man. I'm wrong about that. But the 3DS one had something that is way more of an actual campaign. Interesting. As opposed to just courses. Random levels. They were just uh, randomly gotcha, gotcha, given to gotcha. you. 
Um, Much more thought was put in the 3DS one, and I would say those are some of the best Mario levels I've ever played. Cool. And I hope we get more of that in, cool. in two. Um, oh, uh, actually, coming in from Error Can't Be Shown, I was asking when is the raid available for Division 2. The official website does say um, May 16th at uh, our, in our time, it would be 9 a.m. Pacific time on May 16th. Ooh, we're going to have to talk about the show on Thursday. <laughs> but um, let's see what else. I did click that link. There's just a little news. Maybe it's more for tomorrow. But Starbreeze is selling off some of their assets, trying to stay in business. Ooh. We reported on it. But apparently Rockstar bought up a, an art production studio that they um, had owned. So they're selling stuff off, trying to stay alive. Uh, Cash says Red Dot Online is out of beta today. Yeah, I mentioned that oh, one. Okay. Yep, that's all right. And that's it. We did Otherwise, pretty good. We're right. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. Let's, let's, let's go with that. Um, this is a fun little show, friend. It was, man. It's always fun being on with you. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, me and Witta, Thursday, Fran and me, probably. We'll see. Um, Friday, Greg and Andrea. Until next time, I love you. Bye, best friends. <laughs>